0: Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And today's film discussion is about Triangle. This film is directed by Christopher Smith and stars Melissa George, Liam Hemsworth, and uh, even Australian actress uh, Emma Lung. And it came out in 2009. This was my choice for a discussion. And uh, just a heads up, if you have not seen this film, we will be discussing it in great detail and uh just a heads up you should probably watch it beforehand um because yeah we will be spoiling it spoilers ahead uh this film really splits audiences and i feel like we have a split right here lloyd i'm trying
1: to decide what was the worst film i have ever seen and um, I'm probably going to get flamed for this, but Monty Python, Meaning of Life, was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I would probably put Triangle as number two or number three as the worst films I have ever seen. I thought this film... Um, I'm a huge horror fan. Like, horror, the horror genre is my thing. And it's like a slasher film with a twist and yes. it was so badly handled the characters were good Melissa George great actress I thought she was very good I'm so disappointed she hasn't got, gone on to bigger and better things like she's always been around the small roles and stuff like
0: that a few years ago I think it was five or six years ago can't be 100% sure because I live in Australia she was the uh, highest paid actress who wasn't on anything because they had her every pilot season making shows wow. and stuff that were never picked up oh no. so she was getting paid and making all these shows and making a living she was living overseas and none of them were making it to air or past the pilot. Wow, there's
1: a lot like that. There's a lot of writers who who make really comfortable livings writing yeah. scripts that never get made and yeah. they can live very comfortably like that. Yeah. Um all the other characters and actors were good. Were very good and they were squandered. Think, absolutely squandered.
0: I think on that we can agree, not the squandering <laughs> first of all, the uh the um uh, strength of Melissa George as acting. Yeah. And for me, the two Australian actors who I always rave about Uh, One is Guy Pearce, and I say he's heavily underrated, and I keep waiting for him to pop and be, like, a big level star. And one of the others is Melissa George for me. And this film really showcases her range of emotion. I think she does a fantastic job. She was really pushed,
1: um, and so that's the thing about the horror genre, it can really push actresses to the limit, and it really... If you get a good actress in, it's a really good showcase for her. And yes. So she did a good choice by choosing... She doesn't
0: ones. have to just scream. There's so much more yeah, to Yeah, the there's character. so much more, yeah. Because yeah. in a horror film, often you get... In a slasher film especially, you get the beautiful women who uh, get naked at some point and then get killed. Yeah. The Freddies, the Jasons, you know, those... The, night night especially, the Halloween, especially, yeah. yeah. Which gave
1: birth to Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. And, I mean, you get a lot of rising stars coming through horror films, but this isn't a horror film. As you say, there is a twist. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to explain it, it?
1: It is a slasher film film it is a, a slash film um fundamentally but yeah it has has a twist um i guess it's like they're in bermuda triangle they come across a ghost ship and one by one they're killed off by something and we realize it's her in different universes like constantly different cycling. iterations yeah yeah constantly cycling through i thought the whole boat sequence was cool um it arriving no no yeah when they're on the boat and there's that love thing they
0: they hit a like electrical storm like a freak storm just before that yep that that whole sequence and Emma Lung Australian actress Emma Lung drowns Heather she plays Heather and she's just not, not in it anymore yeah, yeah, for me like, that's that's one of the things they get wrong in this is why bother introducing her as a character if you're just going to have her drown I
1: thought it was great Um, she had this kid that disappears this autistic kid with the white hair and I was just like okay and it was a freakish looking kid sure, you weird know, haircut. they get on this boat and this guy obviously really likes her but doesn't tell him there's that chemistry there and then her, the friend who's very snobby and they're obviously elitist um, and stuff like that and you know he's you know
0: the, they go always, they go sailing all the time yeah they go sailing and all the time and she's a waitress and, and then he has a cool
1: friend um, Hemsworth's younger brother Liam Hemsworth Liam Hemsworth who's fantastic you know he's around the boat and I thought oh this is a really cool crew I can't wait to see what happens yep. you know and they're out there and then the storm comes yep. and they get a distress call and it's a freakish voice saying like, that they're all dead saying that they're all dead and what's your location you know mm-hmm. and then this crappy CGI storm comes the boat capsizes they lose they lose lose one and the effects look terrible absolutely <laughs> terrible this ghost ship comes along and then they go okay well uh, oh, there's a boat that's gonna save us they all hop on the boat and that's when they flush the movie down the toilet every character goes against their what what they were all built up with in the beginning they each disappear one by one they go i'm just gonna go to the bathroom you know i'm surprised (laughs) one of them didn't just go i'm just gonna go have a shower in one of these weird rooms i'm shocked that line wasn't used each one of them disappear one by one they each get killed needlessly all the characters you invest in at the beginning just die and i don't care i didn't care how they died i didn't care what happened i just didn't care like all the atmosphere generated disappeared i didn't feel any fear at all i was just like i I guess this guy's gonna die what a surprise and (laughs) what and the big reveal about it is um i uh, i guess it's like ultimate horror because she has to kill these people over and over and over again she's she's stuck in a time loop yeah she's stuck in a time loop um which is interesting, but very poorly handled, because people just keep dying. It's so
0: boring. it's just like, oh the, the end dies, of the loop dies the end of the loop is when everyone is killed, and then the loop restarts with them arriving back on the ship, and so it's like she's trying to figure a way out of this loop, and to end the loop, she has to keep killing them, and so it's this constant amount of death, I guess you could say. Just on the terrible CGI, yeah. I definitely think they could have done better there. Too. Yeah, it looked
1: oh, especially when the fight was brief. Life.
0: Yeah, um, and that was I could forgive it because it was not like the whole film was CGI, and it was a twelve million dollar budget, which is very small yeah. in terms of like Hollywood blockbusters. And for what they were able to achieve, I thought it was hugely ambitious. This this film, yeah. And uh, I thought it was a very interesting time loop kind of uh, what do you call it? just plot really i guess um seemed to make a really small splash though if anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen the film i do recommend you check it out i hadn't seen it until a friend of ours mark recommended it to me and then i was wondering why i'd never heard of it you know uh i don't know if it was like 12 million doesn't buy you much marketing sure or uh whether or not melissa george isn't as big an international star that they got kind of a distributor or something Yep. but this was a uh, british australian co-production that was filmed off the coast of queensland and in queensland so it's a local production really um but with 12 million dollars
1: yeah and i don't want to be one of those reviewers that always supports australian films i'll be negative where i have to be negative you know and this is this film is in my area so i know this sl- i know the horror genre really really well and, yeah, I, this won't hit a chord with the horror fans ever. There's no didn't, way. <laughs> didn't
0: you think the kind of the bag that she wears is very reminiscent of Scarecrow yeah, in Batman? Yep, yep. no, definitely, know? yeah. Um, but it was pre-Batman, though, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was a pre-Batman, I well, think. Okay. hang on, 2009, probably 2006 it probably wasn't pre-Batman. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But it was, like, capitalizing on that, maybe. Sure. Um, it was kind of Hitchcockian, though, wasn't it?
1: I would never put Hitchcock in the same sentence as Triangle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Um, So the whole film is a big loop. Yeah, it's a a slasher film, yeah. I feel like it requires a second viewing because at the beginning, you're missing some scenes. It's fading up and down with the credits. You're missing the scenes that really tell you what Melissa George's character has done wrong, and that is that she's an abusive mother. So not knowing that the first time around the second time around viewing it is completely different. So I'm wondering if you would appreciate this on a second viewing more.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's because everyone dies at the be- you know when they get on the boat each one of them is going to die one by one and um you know this get- is
0: before you know it's a time loop at all. This is like the first 30 40 minutes. Oh, okay.
1: So just watching are you saying rewatch that beginning part I don't again? Oh no, well uh, I mean
0: it's a different feel to it when you know how it ends and you know it's a loop. Sure. Yeah, I guess. If you rewatch the whole film
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> rewatch the whole film? I, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably get different factions out of that. But the moment you introduce characters and they all die in the first, like when they get on the boat, the first couple of minutes they're on the boat, each one of them dies. Mm. And then you have to watch it again and again. And again, from just, from just from different angles. It's a, you're, it's a big ask for a viewer. You, you know, these people are going to die, mm. but you're just going to watch it from camera one, and then again, you're going to watch it from camera two, but they're going to die again. No, no, same thing. They're going to die again, but just from different cameras. I was like, okay, I understand that. Okay. And you go into it, and each one, and it's so boring. It's just so boring. I go, <laughs> I, go I wonder how she gets that that scarecrow mask on oh that's how she gets it on (laughs) shotgun goes off you know oh i wonder how this person you know how did she get up on the balcony oh that's how she got up on the balcony you know it's just like oh my god you know (laughs) but it was kind of cool that last bit when she goes back and she sees herself how abusive she is to the kid yeah. and she kills herself that, yes. that was, that was oh, kind of that, was, that stays was, with
0: you that shot yeah, yeah. getting the mallet and then oh, just swinging yeah, herself yeah. but it's such
1: a long long haul to get to out get of the that. boat and then to get to that it's I weird think the I whole never, boat sequence is terrible yeah, yeah, I
0: never thought they'd get off the boat in a way um, it felt like that was where the loop was going to keep going keep going keep going and you wonder how a film like that can end so her, for her to be thrown off the boat and then kind of just wash ashore. Um, the thing about this is when she, at the very end, she goes back to the harbour and she gets back on the boat. And then she seems determined to fix it and save her son. There are lines she says, I'm sorry, but I love my son. If I do one thing differently, I lose him. You're wondering the whole time if she remembers, you know, if it's the whole time she's conscious of what is going to mm. happen. Yeah. But then when she falls asleep on the boat and wakes up, it's as if it's a reset. Sure. You know, it's something bizarre going on. Um, And that it's not specifically about the Bermuda Triangle. I know that's the obvious I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just a Bermuda. Yeah, Yeah, no, so did I when I was going to watch it. Um, But the, the ship is called the Triangle and, like, they're in a weird storm and that's enough to sell that it's the Bermuda Triangle but it's a time loop I guess man so. this
1: movie was so promising like that whole beginning the whole camera and then they get that r- weird phone call that weird uh, message wouldn't it have been cool just to, for them to have found this boat and then all of them to live and then just find out what had happened you know what that would have been just such a better movie but all of them what working had happened together on the boat? what had happened with that voice um, you know they find out w- where that distress call is and they're finding yeah. out what happened and something really weird has happened that would have been so much better than a typical basic slasher horror but with a twist you
0: know <laughs> there's a there's a film called Ghost Ship and I'm pretty sure that they go onto the boat but and that then ended
1: up being a basic horror as well where yes. each one dies this yeah, one yeah. easily
0: could have been Ghost Ship yeah, like the same film pretty much with this old boat that they board and then there's a bunch of ghosts and stuff on it um, and I was thinking it was going to be crappy like that yeah i was yeah. thinking oh this is like there's a cool,
1: really horrifying image that really stayed with me when she finds all the other dead all the oh. other dead loops that was just wow
0: <laughs> yes when that woman is um sort of pleading for her life and she climbs out there and there's tons of her and they've all been pecked at by seagulls and yes that was this image that i thought was amazing yeah yeah i thought there were heaps of good images in the film um the fact that was one of them mm-hmm. uh i thought that scene where She sort of pushes Victor, Liam Hemsworth, and there's the thing behind his head, the hook or whatever, that he bolts into and immediately sort of starts to kill him. That sort of stayed with me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't seen something that made me sort of cringe like that before. Um, I thought there was that scene where she's like, if they board, kill them all, and her handwriting, you know, there's all the loop stuff there with the necklace she drops, and she gets the necklace back later, and, like... It was a bit lame that she had to write the note to make sure it was her note. I thought that was a bit poor. Yeah, there, yeah. there were elements of it that I was like, mm, that was a bit questionable. That was obviously for the viewer, you know. Um, But yeah, the repeat stuff, with the necklaces with the, the dead seagull that she throws the body of the seagull and there's lots of dead bodies of the seagull. Things that show it's a loop, you know, were all really interesting where they popped up. Yeah, and um, for me that... Revelation that she is an abusive mother and the scene where she kills the abusive version of herself with the mallet was insane. And I thought that just gave so much context to the film. Once you know... That's the twist, really, is that once you know she's an abusive mother, that the whole film is different because you look at her differently. You know, she just seems like... In horror films, there's always, like, this innocent girl who's being attacked by something... And in this, she's not as innocent as you think. Sure. In, but for me, her character was the most interesting part. Sure. I thought the time loop would have been the most interesting part for me. Because I, I like time travel movies. Yeah. I don't mind movies with time loops. And um, yeah, this, this was... I was sort of just very invested in it as a time travel kind of film. But then the whole thing changed when I got to the end. Yeah, for me.
1: Which became a loop in itself like
0: or I oh, know I mean like with her character oh sure yeah well, what I looked being at revealed, it with a whole yeah. new prism when I found out she was abusive and the sure. slap and you just go whoa like this is not how you. I mean you've seen her kill people yeah but that's like her survival instinct she's trying to get out of this loop mm. right and then when you see her like being abusive you're like oh my gosh she has that inside of her like not just killing survival instinct, this is like part of her mentality you know there is a mean version of her sure Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually thought you liked all the characterization, the setup with the boat. I actually thought it was pretty flimsy. Oh, right. How they knew each other. Um, Because when they all sort of clamber onto the boat and stuff, it's like, oh, how do these people, you know, know each other? And I prefer a film where maybe I would prefer this film had they had more history. Like if she was dating somebody that maybe would have made it more difficult for her to kill him. Sure. Or um, if someone was her brother, Mm -hmm. made it it more difficult. She would have had more of a backstory. But these people she hardly knew. And the the main captain guy invited her because he went into her diner and she's a waitress. And that's that's the connection. Yeah, yeah. So it was sort of like she didn't really care about these people at all. That made it, I guess, easier for her to kill everybody, which you found boring. Yes, very boring. (laughs) And I would have thought it would be better... ...to have a more solid connection... ...sure... ...and if she knew everybody... ...or like I say... ...it would have been harder for her to kill... Yeah, ...if there was more of a conflict... ...because you notice it was difficult for her... ...to pull the trigger on herself... ...you know... ...because she's wearing the mask... ...she struggles pulling the trigger... ...and then she's able to stop herself... ...you know... um, ...from... ...killing herself I guess... ...yeah yeah yeah... ...um... ...I do wonder what would have happened if... ...she just shot herself... ...would she have woken up from the whole thing...
1: ...and then had to do the whole thing again...
0: Well, I mean, at one point she's trying to stop everybody from getting onto the boat mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. You know? Um, what if she just got rid of herself? Then there'd be nobody trying to kill them. Wouldn't they just get onto the boat and call for help and stuff? If, yeah, ma- yeah, maybe. I mean, it seems maybe. like... yeah, yeah. It seems like, uh, yeah, frustrating choices at times, but then the desperation is there of how much she wants to get back to her son. And that was what I thought was really interesting out of this whole film.
1: And they have to suffer for it,
0: yeah. Which is strange, isn't it? It's stupid. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's- I, I felt so. Like with most, a lot of horror films, um, badly made horror films, the characters make really stupid decisions for the <laughs> for the sake of for the sake progressing
0: of progressing
1: the story for, yeah maybe for progressing the story or for the sake of a cheap death like they call it exploitation film so mm-hmm. you know it just takes a weird left and right turns like teenagers will have a shower at the worst possible scenario you know those things and right this movie fell into <laughs> every single bit of that um like how how each of the couples break away separately it's just like really you guys are really going to go there and you know things like that you have
0: to break home with someone else so that someone can witness your death though don't you I guess (laughs) um she they should have had
1: a black guy in it that would have been heaps good really (laughs) forgiving (laughs) And he died. it
0: then. <laughs> What if he died first? You yeah, yeah, dead. I would have been like, oh, that's, that's a switch. <laughs> what if they had a black guy on the ship as like a deckhand? Yeah, and, yeah. And he drowned. Yeah, yeah. He had the Emma Lung roll yeah, yeah. where he just never made it onto the ghost ship. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess
1: I'm just why like, are you pointing <laughs> that gun at me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I, well, maybe you would have enjoyed it more. Um... So, Melissa George is the masked woman who is the killer. Did you pick that? Yeah, yeah. Well beforehand? No, not well beforehand. Like um, when you saw that kind of killer shooting from the balcony and people. There's a lot of. No, a bit after that. I thought that was freakish um,
1: in a way, but the moment the reveal came when it was a loop, I went, oh yeah, well, that's, that's her in yeah, another it's iteration. A, it's a, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, like, she's not immediately the villain, but everybody thinks she is. Like, they're all. you told me to go to the theater why'd you shoot him he said you shot him there's a lot of that stuff oh yeah immediately saying she's the villain yeah I think
1: that's when I picked it up yeah yeah.
0: okay Um, yeah the straight the first 40 minutes is just a straight horror film like you say um, where the cast is at a remote location they're isolated there's a killer picking them off You know, that's all it is. The first forty minutes. I mean, obviously an hour and and there's no
1: motivation. The killer has no motivation. You're just seeing people die, pretty much. It's a mystery. Like um, they're in an island. Yeah, yeah. They're in an island, but you don't. They're in an island and people are dying off, and they got to identify what's happening. They don't work together. There's no common ground, sort of thing. Just random people dying. Um, well not random people but th- all of them randomly dying for some reason and it just keeps going and going yeah for the first 40 minutes and then it's yeah yeah
0: IMDB says the, uh, the film makes many references to The Shining you like The Shining?
1: I like The Shining yeah as do I
0: yep. the number 237 crops up which was the same number of, of the spooky hotel room that Danny was forbidden to go into mm-hmm. there's also words written on a mirror and a ballroom and an axe got elements yep it's got these nice elements doesn't it um there's also a presence of seagulls at the beginning of the film throughout the film you're always hearing them cawing they're attacking the bodies of people and uh the director christopher smith said that they are partly a reference to samuel taylor coleridge's yes poem yep that's right with the, the, the ancient mariner.
1: yep coleridge's yeah yeah as idle as a painted ship upon a painted ocean yeah yeah that's a phenomenal poem
0: if you kill a seagull before you go sailing that's apparently actually an albatross it's an albatross is it well they've messed that up they
1: messed that up yeah but the
0: image is similar Yeah, yeah yeah so like that's almost like he had this idea and then he had to make a film around it sort of thing
1: yeah Yep, no, that that's fair. Um, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is a famous um, poem, and the guy kills an albatross, and if you kill an albatross at sea, it's bad luck, and the whole ship is cursed, and they literally go through hell where each one dies off, and he's left alive, and the only way for him to exercise that horror, um, like, to get out of it is to tell another person his tale. So he has to tell, yeah... So, I guess, yeah, I can see similarities between Rime of the Ancient Mariner and Triangle. You know, this this (laughs) hell out at sea, sure.
0: Well, is it hell? Like, is it her own personal hell? Yeah,
1: probably. It's probably just all in the head, maybe. I don't know. I mean,
0: it seems very plausible. Like, you can answer the film that way and just... But, geez, it's a
1: long haul to get to it. (laughs) But,
0: But isn't that, like... Doesn't... Like, there are films that are uncomfortable, films you don't want to watch. Um, There's a film called Hard Candy. Have you seen that? I haven't seen Hard Candy, no. Okay, well, just a few spoilers for Hard Candy, but there is some scenes that are very difficult to watch. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Involving some castration. Let's leave it there. Okay. And uh, there are lots of films like that that are difficult to watch, but that's kind of... There's the point to that. So I think Triangle, um, if it is her personal hell, you have to endure it as well. So the fact that you hated it is almost saying Uh, it worked.
1: Yeah, but it's got to have appropriate character build-up and everything like that, and it didn't. It just showed this girl in distress, and then they they all die, you know?
0: So is your personal hell watching Triangle and everything? (laughs) Yeah,
1: that would just be just terrible. A poorly handled slasher film. Like, take uh, one of the greatest horror films ever made, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a very good build-up to that, and you watch this girl suffer through the worst hell. Of And they didn't have that qualities at all in Triangle. There isn't a good build-up. There's this girl in distress. Very, very little information is given. And you don't care. You know, and all the characters make really stupid decisions for the sake of death. Whereas in um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's teenagers. They're out to have a good time. And each one of them... Um, meets their death by this terrible family it's so realistic you really feel put in that situation i felt so distanced with this because i knew okay this is a loop automatically it's unrealistic it's not a real enemy they're fighting it's this weird time travel loop thing and i just was just like oh let's get to the end already (laughs) whereas in the other one i really wanted the teenagers to get out of it i go man if that was me and if i was stuck in this rural hell being chased down please let me get out of it and that's why you know The Last House on the Left or um, oh that's a vengeance movie well what about say,
0: Red it? State I mean those kids get captured in Red State yeah yeah but see family. the character
1: the characterizations Bill you really are projected in that situation you're, you're really like man I hope I get out of it you know and stuff like that whereas this is just I don't know if I was Chris Hemsworth. I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel Liam, Hemsworth. Liam Hel- Hemsworth. Sorry. I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel like, man, if I was in this situation because it's so unrealistic. It's so personal or maybe it's so, I don't know, it's yeah.
0: You know how you uh, had a problem with the whole different angles. Yeah. You got to watch things from different angles. Yeah. I mean, where that was perfectly nailed was back to the future too how you re-see you revisit scenes from back to the future one from different angles sure. but it's its own story yeah yeah that was the most perfect example yeah yes yeah. and I, I by no means to i think triangle is perfect yeah yeah i just think it was very ambitious and very interesting sure so there's a greek myth of uh Aeolus, the greek god of wind condemned with pushing a rock up a hill only to watch it roll back down again uh, because he made a promise to death that he didn't keep. And they mention this word for word on the ship. What's the name of the ship? So it's a big clue, hopefully, uh, to the what is going on here. Um, so I guess if you look at it as if the events at the end of the film where she's driving the car and uh, she hits another car, killing her son, if that happened to some degree, then the taxi driver... Let's pretend that she died in the crash as well, just for the heck of it. Her body was there, even though it was the main kind of abusive version. If she died in that accident, you can kind of look at the taxi driver as like a kind of death figure. And if she's making a promise to death, it's that she is not returning to pay this fare. Uh, let's say it's like the River sticks or something, you know, it's got to ferry her across sort of thing. And yet... He keeps the meter running, he keeps that window open, and she thinks she can save her son. And he says specifically that he's just a driver, no point trying to save the boy, right? And so he just he he says, you know, I'll ferry you across, almost kind of thing. You know, he he'll just driver somewhere, somewhere you need to go. You know, mm-hmm. can I give you a ride? It's like if they've both died in this crash, she's she's trying to if if she's died. That this is all like an afterlife dream kind of thing. And uh, let's say this loop is her own personal hell. Because once she decides she can no longer save her son, no matter how many times she progresses through it, whether or not she does different Mm -hmm. things, if she can never do it, she just has to accept it and go with him. And then it's all over for her. There's a massive shift in the lighting at the very end there when it shows the driver. And they even cut back to shots of the boy sort of, you know, on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's still daylight, you know, lit very nicely, but there's just this cloud over her and it's completely different lighting at the end of the film that sort of almost implies that she's not there. Yeah. She's a ghost or something different about her. But both
1: her and the taxi driver are... Yes. Yeah, just completely, And he's
0: mysterious, obviously. And she doesn't return as she said she would. And so he keeps the meter running and says, are you going to come back? He says no. And that kind of relates to that Greek myth... Because, yeah, she's condemned to pushing a rock up a hill only to watch it back down, roll back down. She's condemned to relive this over and over again with the same result. She'll never get the rock to the top of the hill kind of thing. And she thinks she can. And she forgets about it every time she gets on the boat. She forgets about it. And so it's this endless loop kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I guess my question to you... I think there's an optimistic and a pessimistic way to look at this, right? The optimistic viewer, I think, because they don't really end the cycle. She doesn't say, oh, I can't save him, I go with this, whatever. The optimistic viewer, I think, thinks she will eventually save her son and that it's all progress. You know, things change, she can do something differently, she will be able to save her son at some point. Sure. The pessimistic viewer, I think, thinks she's in a loop forever, that it's her own personal hell and that sort of thing. Where did you land?
1: I, ma- I made it to the end of this, and I just saw it as a loop. Yeah. Uh, when I so got the to the end... pessimistic view that yeah. she yeah. never gets yeah, out of it? She never gets out. It just keeps going.
0: After the first viewing, I thought it was all progress and that this was a loop that she would eventually get out of. And I thought it was showing you a portion of it because she seems so determined at the end of the film to fix things. She's like, take me to the harbour. Like, she can save her son. You know, and you think... Oh, she'll be able to save him now, you know. Um, But then having rewatched it since then, now I think, based on her apology at the start, the way she forgets that it's destined to be an endless loop. You know, she's going to do this over and over again, you know, the end, until she either accepts the death of her son or whatever. Yeah. But after that first time watching it, I was still very optimistic. And I was like, oh, this film's great because it's showing us like next time what she'll do differently you can kind of imagine it and you know eventually she can save her son she can not hit that car yeah that sort of thing but then re-watching it i think i became more pessimistic you know it's just a loop sure yeah that is just a loop which which i think was sad yeah (laughs) yeah
1: did you care for any of the characters? Like, you seem to have cared for Melissa George.
0: The most, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I didn't
1: care for anyone. I think yeah, yeah. the fact that... She was too ugly to care about. Like That's later, though. I think when you first no, watch the, it...
0: The fact that she's
1: killing these people...
0: Yeah, but she's yeah. so apologetic. Like, it's unfortunate she has to. Yeah, yeah. The, and she accidentally pushes Liam Hemsworth into that hook, and she's immediately, like, shaken at what oh, she's God, done. I just didn't
1: care. Like, with the mystery of it. Like, she has this autistic kid and that's it you don't know anything else about it and mm-hmm. I didn't care I was like can we have more like uh, I more of a struggle like-, like I
0: said I didn't really think much of the connection between characters sure. and how um how they were all on this boat? For because a otherwise, I'm
1: just watching flesh being ripped. That's <laughs> that's pretty much it, isn't it? If if you if you don't give me a character to care about, I'm just watching. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's watch I guess people die and put the Benny Hill music in the
0: background. <laughs> you know, I guess that's where we felt differently on this one. Because if you can accept that Melissa George is you in this film, if sure. you're watching it and putting yourself in her position, then I think the film works. And Yeah, Yeah, I think it seems better. Maybe that's the thing we've we've come to realize (laughs) that Melissa George is the key. If you accept that her acting, that her you know performance and portrayal, like if it's convincing enough, then the movie works. What
1: would I do if I was in a time loop sort of thing? Yeah, okay.
0: Well, I mean, not even that. Initially, you don't even know it's a time loop for forty minutes or so. It's a horror film, and you're like, "Why is this all happening?" You know. And she she plays it well enough, but then there's like the twist to me as I said is the fact that she is an abusive mother and that shifts the whole thing on its head because I want to like this person but then she's done something so unforgivable you know like because I mean that probably isn't the only time she's slapped her autistic son you know that's the thing they're saying is that this is a common occurrence and yeah just also very interesting that he only spills the paint because he sees Melissa George in the window like the Jess mum character And it startles him because she's outside as well as inside. And so it's kind of her own fault as well. Sure. In a way that this even had to occur at all. Yeah. And she doesn't recognize herself. She looks in the mirror and she's like, you're not me. That's not me. There's all these versions of herself. And in a way, it's almost schizophrenic. It's almost all like it should be happening inside of her mind. Um, Yeah. I just, I enjoyed the journey, I guess. I enjoyed getting some answers and uh, yeah, I didn't mind the film. So i'm a, I'm sorry that it was one of the worst films well, I've ever was seen. no no that's right <laughs> um but we do have a big one coming up, yeah yep. the next film we're gonna deal with on Podme, if you can is the Dark Knight Rises okay the most Brilliant. An- yeah <laughs> the most anticipated film of the year obviously this film's gonna make a billion dollars, and uh we're gonna talk about it probably next week on this show uh as always um Our other episodes are free through iTunes or on www.podmeifyoucan.com. And uh, I'm pretty excited about next week, Lloyd.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Rock and roll. All
0: right, guys. Thanks very much.
1: Thanks, guys. All the best.